welcome to the Tony Awards. Tony with an I. The podcast where we go through the entire filmography of Tony Collette. I'm Sam. I'm Jake. And joining us today, we have Mr. Max Spinelli, but he's not here yet. So we're just going to go right ahead and talk about Stowaway, Tony Collette's newest release on Netflix. Woo! Yes, this is an emergency podcast uh, recording. We ran out of Tony material, but we're back because she never stops. And I'm going to try so hard not to talk shit about anybody we went to college with during this recording so that I can go ahead and upload it right away as soon as I get home. (laughs) Good luck. I'm a wild card. (laughs) So, uh, Stowaway, in case you don't know, is about three astronauts on a spaceship and they find out that there's a fourth person tucked away into the wall. Stowed away. Yes. And they need to kill him because there's not enough oxygen. And then they get really upset about it. Yes. Um, these three astronauts are Tony Collette is the commander. Um, and then Anna Kendrick as herself. Is a doctor. Yep. Not actually an astronaut as I uh, as is revealed Well, she's a, a doctor astronaut, right? No, because none of these people were in NASA. It's like established later on that... Uh, Well, okay, so the third quote-unquote astronaut (laughs) is Daniel Day Kim, and he's like a scientific researcher, and Mm -hmm. he and Anna Kendrick applied for some, like, fellowship to go to space, and they were just normal scientists, and they got accepted because of their skills, and now they're going to space. Uh, Tony Collette is the actual astronaut in charge of it, which you can tell because she's leading the launch in the opening scene. And Anna Kendrick and Daniel Day Kim Mm -hmm. are very nervous, very upset, uh, Mr. Dan pukes, I believe, and Anna Kendrick loses her mind. Everybody is so scared, but I was like, who's Dan pukes? <laughs> it was like P-U-C-H-S. And what was, and then there's the fourth, uh, Yeah, so the fourth character. guy is, uh, What's like a... Name? The actor's name? Oh, oh I have Shamir it. Anderson. He's great in yeah, this he's movie. Yeah, he's great. And he... I'm going to wait and see how Max felt about this movie. I thought that it was very boring, personally. But yeah. I do love a Charlie problem. Is it? Oh, like the Charlie problem from Good Place? The Charlie pre- Yes. But it, <laughs> it was also created like before Good Place. Well, right. It's philosophy, right? Yeah, it's philosophy. Um, so what is the Charlie problem? <laughs> it's like, is it better to kill one person... Or all you people? Is it better to directly kill one person or to let four people die oh. while you stand by idly? So they get onto mm. the ship and there's, you know, limited oxygen. There's only enough oxygen allotted for the three of them. And then when they find this fourth person, Tony Collette right. says that they have to... Because they're going to Mars. They're going to Mars and they're going to be there for two years doing research on algae. Jesus Christ. So... Is it implied that there are already people on Mars? I don't think so. I think they, they say colony, but I guess it just means like they're set up that they've had. Because they yeah. sent like unmanned supplies there already. Mm-hmm. Um, the rover and is there. And their spaceship is was only technically originally going to be built for two people. And then they, they, they thought they could add one person. So the fact that there's an extra, extra person. Is... That's why Anna and Daniel are in a bunk bed in that one scene. Yes. Which was a very good scene, I thought. There was some very good camera yeah. work. Yeah. Oh, I love... I think that the way it's shot is really good. Because I was thinking, like, you are saying it's, like, a little boring. I don't disagree. Um, I think it could be interesting as, like, a play. Just because it's, like, only in one uh, location the whole time. And there's only four people. It was 
interesting for a movie. Um, I mean, I guess space is all locations if you think about it, but <laughs> they were on a spaceship. Um, and like, that's why I was interested because, okay, first of all, I have an, I have a question. Why do, why does Hollywood make 8,000 space movies a year? I don't know. It's not interesting. It's interesting to an extent, but you, you can't, you can only do so many variations. I feel like this is like gravity, but with, with two other people. My thing is that whenever I see Anna Kendrick on screen in this movie... You can't stop. You have to start stacking cups and doing the cup song. Right? Yeah. And then you just ruin your bed or your couch because you spill shit all over it. Mm-hmm. Is that what you were going to say? Exactly. <laughs> I was just going to say every, every time she like... Because Tony Collette tells her and uh, Daniel that they're going to have to kill mm-hmm. Shamir Anderson. And Anna Kendrick is very vocal in saying that they shouldn't do that. And she's like, no, we can't do that. That's a life. And all I was seeing was Anna from Frozen, even though I've never seen that movie. She's not, she doesn't play Anna in Frozen. Which one does she, wait. She's not in Frozen. Oh, okay, never mind. But it is Kristen Bell, which is a callback to the This entire movie, I was like, this stupid bitch from Frozen. (gasps) She's, (laughs) I mean, she's like, they're basically interchangeable to me. Has Um, Anna Kendrick done voiceover work? Because it seems like she um, really should. I think should. she probably. I think she was in like Trolls. Oh, but that I doesn't don't. Count. Please do not quote me on that. If nobody saw the movie, it doesn't count. Um, so you so space. Did you see Gravity? No, I didn't. Okay, so for me, I've I, okay. I've seen, I've seen Gravity. I've never seen um, Arrival. I've never seen The Martian. I've never seen. Uh, any of the countless other ones that are like randomly voted for Oscars every year. Um, I think George Clooney just made another space movie. I just, uh, it's just like Gravity is good. I would say watch Gravity for the ultimate space experience, like in a theater, preferably, uh, which you're not going to be able to do. Um, because it's like crazy. It's I'm like, trying to go back to the movie theater as soon as possible. But though. they're not going to show gravity. I'm vaccinated I'm and I'm ready. I, yeah, it's a fun time. But I would say don't, like nothing's out yet because no one's, I mean, it's literally just like Godzilla. Well, there was, uh, there's some movies that I want to watch. I want to see Together Together with What's Patty that? Harrison and Ed Helms and she's playing his surrogate mother. Mm. And then there was something else that I wanted to watch. Well, Cruella's coming out on your birthday. Oh, I absolutely have to watch that. I'm going to go so bad to see that movie. I'm going to like I'm obsessed. I wasn't interested in that, but then everybody on Twitter started sharing it being like, "Why are we glorifying yeah. this villain?" Um, because she's iconic. Um, she's not real. She's not real. Uh, it's like what can, why is what is wrong with 70s British punk? That's like the coolest era ever. Why are you mad that they're making a movie about that? Also, Emma Stone's great. Emma Thompson's great. She's sexy. They're having the girl from The Good Place and Killing Eve play Anita. I think that nothing (laughs) is better than when a woman kills a bunch of puppies. I don't like dogs. It really isn't that big of a tragedy. Like, they're puppies. They didn't have a life. And guess what? She didn't kill them. She did not. She went to jail. Which we don't support on this podcast. No, but I mean, <laughs> Cruella is an icon. She's camp. She's, she's, she's literally everything to me. I think that my issue with space narratives is that, like, what themes are there to explore well, that you know, take place in space? Like, there's isolation, isolation, nothingness, fear of um, losing control, basically, because like you're tethered 
very you know to nothing basically yeah. um floating away is a, is scary floating away is very scary sandra bullock fully floats away <laughs> like i'm not going to spoil it can i spoil it Gravity? yeah i know i know that she floats away at the end no no she lives oh she lit what oh wow you would be so surprised she she gets back to earth or the other person floats away um no george clooney i thought that somebody floated away in that movie and oh died. maybe they do but i know she survives but it's wow. very hard Oh, I think George Clooney dies, and then she, like, imagines him talking to her, and then she somehow, science, you know, is foregone, I guess, because she somehow ends up in the ocean at the end. Not to skip ahead, but Anna Kendrick's death scene in this movie was so funny. She just sits atop the spaceship with the northern lights surrounding her and just calmly goes. Yeah, I think that was, um, like, it was supposed to be, like, a solar storm, like, radiation. Yeah, it was radiation. Her skin is, like, turning purple, even though she's in the suit. I thought that it was, like, blistering. Oh, okay, yeah. I would have floated away if I was her. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, why, you're going to die, why why would you want to be sitting? I would love to sit while I die. Well, yeah, but in space? Yeah. I guess maybe they still could recover her body, potentially, but... I don't even know. This whole movie. I don't, okay. The big thing that fucks me up about this movie is when Tony discovers Shamir Anderson, she's in a room on the spaceship. She sees some blood on the floor. She looks up. There's some blood leaking from the panel. She grabs, like, an automatic drill and unscrews the panel, and then he comes out. Like, he was screwed into the wall. Yeah, this movie had so many, I watched the entire credits, they had so many consultants on the accuracy of like algae and space and like tethers. Mm-hmm. People credited as tether consultants. Wow. And yet non, not one person could explain to me how Shamir Anderson got in that wall. Well, also like they never explain in the plot why they were able to just take off without him. Dying. Or no, yeah, or why he was even there. Well, he, yeah, he, like, works on the spaceship. Yeah, but was he just, like, in the middle of the night in fixing stuff and then just someone bolted him in? I have no idea. And then he's unconscious for over 12 hours. While they take off. Yeah. I mean, that's a little sus to me. I I don't know. It was just Oh, my favorite part mm. of this is that it was written and directed by a famous YouTuber named Joe Penna. (laughs) He's like the number one YouTube channel in Brazil. And oh. his channel name is like Mystery Guitar Man or something. All right. And he just plays posts videos of himself playing the guitar. One thing that I loved about this movie is that we finally let Toni Collette keep her Australian accent. Oh, my God. And she, the, okay, that's what we didn't need to talk about mostly because I was actually really enjoying the movie at the beginning because Tony was born for this type of role. Like a wise kind of grizzled Australian space commander. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows what to do. She makes has to make a lot of hard choices. She's like a scientific She's like mountain lion. maternal, but also very firm, very s- strong. And her makeup situation was very admirable. I don't think that they had her in very much makeup. Oh, Max just got kicked off the train. He's, yeah, our guest is in space right now. Um, he's been floating. He's trying to return to Earth. Um, 
from the end train. The end train. I literally hate space. I cannot deal with space. I, I just not even in movies. Like at this point, I. Mm. We're going to take a short break to tell Max to go home. Yeah. Yeah. He sent us his notes on the Aww. film. He's right. He said, why is Anna Kendrick doing so many childlike wonder smiles? Did she not know she's going to space? That's correct. I also had the note I, when I thought that they were astronauts. I was like, why are they so scared? Is this not what they were planning to do this entire time? Um, all right. I don't think you're going to be able to not edit this. I'm sorry. Oh, fuck. That's right. Because we just had like five minutes of us going, uh, yeah, go home. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We we usually rely on our guests for energy. I mean, I do personally. Oh, what are you talking about? Well, I always start the podcast thinking the guest better like have something to bring to the table because I don't have anything. Comment Uh, below if you think our guests bring anything to the table. I think that I, (laughs) I, I, I think that I need to like switch my medication because i haven't felt anything in the past week literally me too i mean i've tried doing like the morning and also at night and i just can't find which time to take it where my where in the middle of the day i don't feel like nothing i do do you think that well okay what do you think your chances would have been of being selected to go on this space space mission zero (laughs) i would literally never well, oh yeah, that's what we were talking about with space. I um, I would never ever, ever, ever want to go to space. No, at all. No way. If even if Earth was uninhabitable, I swear to God, it's I would just, just die. Not, I would just die. It's just not interesting to me. It's not. It's not interesting. I don't care about Elon Musk. I don't care about all these. Ri- Why are people so rich? And I guess it's because it's like the only thing they can still pay for. Yeah. Is when they're like billionaires, but like seriously does not interest me in the slightest. And the fact that people are like volunteering to go to Mars, like why? It's only sociopaths. No, yeah, because there's, oh, so sorry, you've seen literally all of Earth. Who could possibly want to leave everybody they've ever known? Forever. And also like maybe die. I say this having uh, almost committed suicide. (gasps) Like, no, I haven't, but... Today? No, not today. Oh, my God. Well, I, d- I did almost kind of trip on the subway platform because these boots are too big for me. And I was like, oh. Sam. I know. You do- You better not. You better call me. I-, I-, I promise I won't kill myself. All right. Well, if you, if you ever feel that way, you need to <laughs> sign up for a space mission and I'll know wh- what you're doing. Yeah. I think that. I don't think that they would let me on the space mission because of my borderline personality disorder. Yeah, but you've also never, like, endangered anyone. That's true. I also wouldn't be allowed on the space mission because I don't have any qualifications. What do you mean you have a BA in theater arts? (laughs) I feel like they need... That's right. I mean, Anna Kendrick was trying to be entertaining. Oh, my God. Failing so fucking hard. When Daniel Kim is like, (sighs) she's taken it upon herself to be the entertainment on this mission. I was like, literally kill me now. Kill me now. I kind of, no, I kind of liked it. I kind of liked the banter at the beginning because, yeah, it was like, uh, you don't even see that in a space movie. Even Tony had some moments of, like, lightheartedness early on, and they were all being cute. I was impressed also that they didn't 
force any of them to have sex with each other. That's because if you think about it, it's two point. women and two men. Ostensibly, they're all straight, we can assume. Yeah. Um, Daniel Day Kim has a wife. Has a wife. Um, and there's a little bit of a moment when, like, Anna Kendrick asks um, Shamir, the stowaway, to take off his shirt so she can check his stitches out. And they have some sexy eye contact. And then, yeah, I thought they were going to maybe do it. Like, honestly, I would have added that to the film. It would have been fun, but also maybe not Gravity with someone. Gravity-defying. Ooh, maybe not with somebody who is actively bleeding. But, sure. oh, fuck, do you think that Anna Kendrick is going to play Elphaba in the Wicked movie? No. She's, okay. She's Mr. Moment for that, I think. That's true. I think they're going to have to go young. Yeah. They're yep. going to have to glee project it. Yeah. Oh, they will. I would watch a reality show where they tried to find the next Elphaba. Every, it, well, they, they did that with Grease. They did do that with Grease. Was on that when they found Julianne Huff, or was she famous before that? Um. Oh, she was on there, I think. Um, She was, like, somewhat famous before that. Was she on there? And they let her on the show anyway. Are you sure she was on that? I have no idea. I watched it Oh, no, wait, family. she was Grease Live. It was Laura Osnes. Yeah, it was, she was in Grease Live. Laura Osnes was discovered Um. That way, through that show. My she fa- was, um, what was she? She was Brunette Sandy. People just keep trying to fuck up the classics, and it's like, don't make Sandy brunette. No. (laughs) (laughs) She was great. Um, Just dye your hair, you stupid bitch. Well, she might have worn a wig. People don't want to commit to their roles anymore. I. Whatever happened to the days of Toni Collette gaining 30 pounds in the span of two weeks to play Muriel? (laughs) Or Toni Collette having, like, short, spiky purple hair and, like, Several films. I think we should go back to actors doing extraordinarily unhealthy things for the sake oh, of. Oh, Christian Bale still doing does a it. Movie. Oh, yeah, that's true. Every year. Every fucking movie he does. It's like, really? This is. Okay. Um, but no, Tony, I mean, I honestly loved this, this cast. And I really think that the only people who do go to space very frequently are actors. So maybe we do have a shot. Yeah, and true. movies, I mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the, I think what it is is just like someone's agent is like, you know what, why hasn't my client gone to space yet? I think that if you cast a space movie, it has to be unknowns. Because otherwise, I'm just like, what is Anna Kendrick doing in space? Well, you know, she impressed me a little bit. Oh, did you see her in Into the Woods? Yeah, I liked Into the Woods, the She's movie. She's fine in that. Which I know is a polarizing opinion. I don't think that's polarizing. People hated Into the Woods. Oh, because let me guess, because they liked the show. I think because James Gordon was in it. Well, fair, but that was before he was like super grating, right? It was before he was annoying. Yeah. Well, aren't we? Didn't we dodge a bullet with him not being in Les Mis? Oh, thank God! Right. Because... Who was he going to be in Les Mis? Sasha Baron Cohen? No. Well, he wasn't famous yet. Oh. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, no, that was like he probably would have been Sasha Baron Cohen though. At the time, at the time that they did Les Mis, James Corden was just somebody who had been in one episode of Doctor Who. Right. Wait, which one was he in? Uh, he had a baby named Stormageddon. He had the baby. Yeah. <gasps> I forgot about Stormageddon because mm-hmm. Stormageddon was very popular as a as a, as a name for people. <laughs> yeah. God, I have no desire to go to space. Um, it would probably be like really life affirming. No, it wouldn't. And it would probably be like super interesting and cool. But I don't want to go to space. No, it wouldn't. Like that's the thing. We've seen it. It would probably be cool like hanging with an alien. Oh yeah, but... if there were aliens, sure. Yeah. Do you think we could like 
I just want everybody on this podcast to know that I'm not jealous of Anna Kendrick going to space. No. Well, especially because she dies at the end. Yeah. <laughs> to be clear, I am jealous of Anna Kendrick for dying, but not jealous she of her. She went for to going Harvard. To and, uh, and then he went to Yale, and they were like, ooh. Yeah. She clearly had no one in her life. <laughs> she has no, like, character outside of No one of came her... up for her. Like, she didn't have any... And the guy's wife only comes at once, which I have to wonder and then the if s- that was intentional. And the stowaway has the... He's the only person whose life we sister. find out about. He tells us his entire life yeah, story. his dad died in a fire, went rescuing him, him and his sister. And then he and his sister went to foster care, but mm-hmm. they always stuck together. And now We don't know anything about Tony's life either, except that she's been to space like twice already. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I was, you know, they had to do that part of the movie, like in every space movie where someone, where they do like a dangerous out in in space. Yeah. Like they m- leave mission. The... They leave the capsule. Yeah. So, okay. So once they find out that they're going to have to kill Shamir, uh, Anna Kendrick will not stand for it. And she no. keeps insisting that they try to find another solution. Well, what are they going to do? How are they going to kill him? Were they just going to, like, throw him out the door? Well, well, uh, Daniel has that, like, suicide pen that he gives Shamir. He says, stab well, yourself with this. he stole it from Anna Kendrick, from her doctor's uh, office. That's what, he, that's what she said. Honestly, that seemed like a pretty good deal. Yeah. I mean, I was assuming they would do that rather than let him, like, explode in, yeah. in space. <laughs> but also that pen had, like, multiple settings that he was flipping through. Right. And I was wondering what they all were. Lethal injection. Yeah. But it... Okay, so Anna Kendrick says that they're going to go outside of the spaceship, climb this big rope that's attached to the spaceship to get some oxygen tanks that are stored at the end of it, and they're going to come back. Which they were not supposed to do, apparently, because it's dangerous. Super dangerous. um, If they, like, touch one thing with the wrong thing, then power to the entire ship will be lost permanently, Tony says, which I don't understand at all. Um, but the consultant said that it could happen, so. Yeah, I don't know. I want to know how accurate this screenplay was. Because to a certain extent, I don't think that details of science and space, I don't need that stuff to be accurate. But what I do need to be believable is how the stowaway got in there. And I do not believe that somebody screwed him it. into a no. wall. And if they did, then I need that to be explained. It's an assassination attempt. They wanted to ruin the whole mission. Yeah. Just a little bit more plot in that department might have been helpful. Like, who did this? <laughs> Was how it did, aliens? How, how did he fall asleep inside the wall? And so, okay, so Anna Kendrick goes out on this very scientifically accurate tether on this scientifically accurate mission to retrieve the oxygen tanks. She goes with Daniel. It's, like, very difficult because the gravity is getting all fucked up. Uh, she, They get some of them. One of the oxygen tanks, like, just floats away into space. Right. And then Anna Kendrick, like... Which she dropped. She dropped. That was on her. She, it, listen, I mean. This whole part stressed me out so hard. And if it happened on Earth, she would have been prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. (laughs) I had to keep pausing during the whole, like, mission because I was, like, so stressed out. This is why I hate space movies. Yeah, I can't. I get too invested in them, like, 
fucking up. And I was so, you know what? One of my roommates pointed out during that mission was that if one of them died, it would solve the problem that they had on the spaceship. No, because at the end, that problem was greater because all the algae went bad, too. Yeah. So they only had enough for two people, so they had to get both of them back. Mm -hmm. And that's why, and then they have to go back because of the solar flare, and then she volunteers to go back up and save the three of them while she passes away. Yeah. Which is very heroic. It's very heroic of her. Um, It was very sad. She was just so, like, yeah, I mean. Yeah, most of uh, Max's notes are about how her childlike wonder was uh, kind of annoying. I... I don't know. I guess you have to have a little bit of that in a space movie. I I just think that Anna Kendrick's character was so poorly developed because she just exists to be like a good person. And be the sacrificial lamb, yeah. Yeah. I um, wanted more insight into Tony's character because she's a bit of a manipulator. Like she tells... Uh, yeah. She tells them that they can't tell him the truth. Yeah. And um, then she tells Earth on the phone call that she only... Okay. She tells Earth on the phone call. Yeah. The so, she tells Anna and Daniel that they have to kill Michael, and they're like, no. And then she says, okay, well, you have 10 days to figure something else out. Also, you're not allowed to tell him because he doesn't have an advanced degree, and thus he doesn't have any useful insight to right. contribute to this. <laughs> I mean, fair. Which is awesome. I wouldn't know. I, if I was in his situation, well, he is working. He helped build a rocket. I feel like he knows a little bit. Yeah. He's in grad school. <laughs> he's in grad school. She's like, so he's a fucking idiot, so don't tell him anything. I mean, he has. I mean, she's the one who's been to space three times, so you know what? That's true. I she's trust the her. only person who should be making decisions. So she tells him that they have ten days, and then she gets back on the phone with Earth and says, "I told them that they have ten days because they need to not feel guilty about killing him, but when they eventually kill him." And right. she basically says that like, there's no hope, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, when she loses her. Resolve. It's pretty. It that's a good turning point, I think, for the movie because Tony was so reassuring. Yeah, when she almost starts to cry mm-hmm. on that phone call when she's on the phone with uh. Level with me, Jim. <laughs> How much time do we have? Brilliant. Um, I kind of feel like we're in a spaceship right now. A little bit. We're in a very small podcast studio. By the way, we're finally not recording on Zoom, which you can tell maybe because we're talking like normal people. Well, sometimes we are. Yeah, that's true. You you and Rain were in here for we the were. Enchanted episode, which Did has you give it a listen yet? yet to come out. No, not yet, but it's next on my queue of things to edit. <laughs> you should be excited. I'm very excited. But, okay, let's do a hypothetical. Because we've talked about like the whole movie, basically. L- let's do yeah. a little exploration. Um, what would you do if this recording studio, some foam walls, this little table, we have four mics, um, some headphones, what would you do if we just took off for space right now in this little box? Well, clearly I do secretly want to go to space, so I think that I would be pretty excited. Mm -hmm. Uh, A little bit concerned about the fact that I'm expected to show up at my job tomorrow, but when you're among the stars, who's to say What if we just open that door and then there's stars right there? Every time they looked out the window during this movie, I thought that it was snowing, and then I realized that it was stars. <laughs> you know, if this whole building took off, I think we'd be fine. But not this this Yeah. Room. There's a lot of alcohol here. 
I mean, we're at QED in Astoria. Woo. There's tons of books upstairs. That was my biggest issue when it turned out that uh, Shamir's character mm-hmm. had... That was honestly more scary than the fact that they were going to have to kill him. When what? he just wakes up and they're like, hey, we're in space. We're stuck here for two years. Your sister's alone. Oh, my God. We're I... sending her to foster care, That was very believable. They say Hyperion had has like a guardian that they're setting her up with. I was like, I do not trust it. On I was level. so, I felt so bad for him because I would hate that. I was up like, in space. oh, you mean Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and Jeffrey Epstein's <laughs> best friends are taking care of this child? That sounds great. <laughs> um, yeah, I would not. I would not want to accidentally go to space. He did have an iPad though. He did have an iPad. Which so is good. that's all you care. That's all you really need. And the food. I was more worried about the food. I mean, I guess they they never talked about it, but I feel like they definitely probably overstock food for that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but still. Very upsetting. And what if he's like gluten free? Ugh. If right? I had if I had a dietary restriction <laughs> and See, was I trapped could... on space for two years. Yeah, I'm vegan. Like I'm kidding, I'm not vegan. I mean I try to be as plant based as possible, but when I went to space I'd probably have to make an exception. There is a moment near the end of this movie when Shamir asks if he can go outside of the spaceship to get the oxygen. And Tony Collette goes, why do you want to do it, mate? You don't have the training. Her only, like, relationship with Shamir is that she's upset that he's not an astronaut. I mean, think about it. If you're commanding a ship and there's no, um, there's someone, not to, I mean, like, they're not, none of them are astronauts. Yeah. And then there's a third person. Like, what's she going to do? I, I would be so pissed. I I really enjoyed seeing her again. I missed her. I did too. Dream Horse is coming soon. I really am not excited for Dream Horse. Do you think you'll like it more than this? Yeah. Because it's on Earth? Yeah. (gasps) Did you ever see the Alien movies? I saw the first Alien movie, but I was really high, so I don't remember it. It was good, though. I liked it. Sigourney. I haven't seen the original Alien, but I saw... Aliens. Prometheus. Prometheus, I really like. With um, what's her face? Numi from yes, the one movie. Girl with the dragon. Unlocked. Tattoo. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, that was fun. And and Charlize is like a yeah, Charlize a is robot in it, person. and Michael Fassbender. Oh no, he's the no, Michael Sheen is the robot person, right? I thought it was Michael Fassbender. They're both in it. <sighs> Michael Sheen from Twilight. And yes. <laughs> um, Michael Sheen from fucking Sarah Silverman. Oh, he, really? Yeah, that's what I know him from. He was involved with Sarah Silverman for a little while. Is there a movie called Fucking Sarah Silverman? No, but Sarah Silverman did go on her ex's talk show, Jimmy Kimmel, to talk about her relationship with Michael Sheen. They dated? Yeah, they dated for like Jimmy, a while. I honestly think Jimmy Kimmel is a piece of shit. Really? <laughs> I truly, he just burns, he just rubs me so many wrong ways. Oh my God. Like he's so, he just seems mean. I like him because he dated Sarah Silverman. Yeah. Is she, is she canceled? I mean, people cancel her sometimes, but she was like a comedian in the early aughts. So she absolutely did cancel worthy stuff. She like did blackface on the Sarah Silverman program. You know. But it was for a joke that I thought was very funny personally. (laughs) 
I mean, Tina Fey. And I didn't know what blackface was because it came out when I was in middle school. Blackface and I, came out when you were in middle school? The episode <laughs> came out when I was in middle school and I didn't know about blackface and I was watching it and I couldn't understand why everybody was so mad at her right. on the show for doing blackface. Oh, see, they were. it was a plot point that they were mad at her on the show. Yeah. I'm going to DM By Max way, and ask for his comments on we blackface. We are not, and anyone listening, we are not defending blackface at all. But Max might. No, I hope not. If he does, it's a good thing he didn't make it here from space. Um, We're not defending blackface. Um, Speaking of race, um, this film was great because there were no straight white men in it. Wow. There were four people total. What I really liked about this movie is that whenever they have a conversation with somebody on Earth, you don't hear their side of the conversation at all. At best, it's like muffled, which I thought really tied into the isolation theme. And I thought that it was interesting. Yeah, I like that. But also, like, nothing else was really done with the feeling of isolation. It's never really commented on. Yeah. It was just kind of a thing. It wasn't really directed that way. Like, it could have been way more directy as far as the insulation of the ship but it kind of just was like a soundstage in there that's why it reminded me of a play Mm -hmm. like it was i think it'd be a good play first of all they haven't really made a play about space i feel like they've made too many movies but it'd be cool if it was a space play it would be cool and you could have it like you could have it not like like you could have a smaller like a more like kind of claustrophobic like vibe i'm like directing this now i'm like yeah. gonna adapt stowaway no i because there's a good story in here there is it it's cool it's like a classic kind of story it just the script seemed very rough draft it did yeah i needed another couple of drafts and yeah. it was like it was like both too long and also not enough happened every character had exactly two personality traits except mm-hmm. for daniel day kim who only had one personality trait which is that he likes jazz Oh God, that's I'm so tired of people liking jazz in movies because like no one does. Yeah, okay, that's not true. I know people, people who listen like, to jazz. I know people like jazz, but they're not. Do they really talk about it like that? Yeah. They're like, oh, it's so. Mm. It's like listen to it, and it's like, oh, so unexpected. I'm like, come on. People do get. Yeah. I like jazz enough that I went we, to. We we went to the woods. You that went to bar in Williamsburg. I went once with you oh, and yeah. Brandon we were, and Nico. We went like every week. Yeah. See, you love jazz. I liked that band. You were only supposed to see jazz live that one time, but then you went you went back and back and back. It's because at the end of their set they always performed a jazz version of uh, It Wasn't Me by Shaggy. And then there was this guy playing a trumpet, like riding on somebody's shoulders coming through the mm -hmm. bar. Wow. That was peak. Uh, peak I really year. miss crowded bars. You know what I fucking hate? The oh. way that everybody is talking about how they don't want to go back to crowds ever again after COVID happened. Yeah, that's that's fake. Like, good luck with your shitty immune system. By the way, I have been in crowded bars a lot because I work at bars and it is a little overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. From... I was at one where the rules were not being followed and I was very uncomfortable. Ooh. But whatever. <laughs> I'm vaxxed. That's good. I'm vaxxed too. Imagine being in space while the coronavirus pandemic hits. Oh my God, that was two years. This mission could have lasted. Like, imagine the yeah. whole pandemic happened while they were. Imagine they go in like November 2019, yeah. come out like November 2021. Yeah. You could really just skip almost all of it. I think my thoughts about going to space may change if like Trump 
got reelected or something like I would, in four years? I don't know. I still. I guess I just go to Canada. It's a little I'd still, easier. I'd still be very jealous of Anna Kendrick for, for going to space while not going to space on my own. Wait, what? You're jealous of her? Yes, we've established this. Wait, I'm confused. I thought you didn't want to go. I don't want to go to space, but I'm jealous that Anna oh, Kendrick Oh, you're jealous that she was asked and not you. Yeah. Because she's, you're cooler than her. I wanted to go because I thought it would be a fun story to get rejected by Hyperion, oh, is yeah. what she says. And then they play at that the at the very end of the movie. I'm like, I was there the first time she said it. I hate, I hate that. I hate that too. shit so much. When they replay, like you think I can't, you think I don't have a two hour memory? It's not even a meaningful line. I know. I mean, I get that they wanted to draw the comparison. It's but... so stupid. I oh, yeah. they also use a cheap like. Um, kind of montage cut of, of uh, Shamir's character like for one only one time they use it the montages are of like oh remember what this happened 15 minutes ago when he got <laughs> out of bed and you like thought he was cool god yeah I'm so glad that she died at the end of no this. you're not she's so annoying <laughs> you hate her for some reason this is like your hatred of Cameron Diaz true I really just hate um, women women I'm a misogynist now. Yeah, that's what... I. Yeah, me too. I hate women. Sorry. We hate women here. I'm just kidding. This is a firmly anti-women podcast. Except for Sarah Silverman. Except for Sarah Silverman. No, Silverman. And Tony Clark. <laughs> Do you remember when Tony won the <gasps> Emmy against Sarah Silverman and Sarah Silverman wore that mustache? She won against Sarah Silverman. Remember in that- Was Sarah Silverman nominated for Sarah Silverman program? Maybe. It was that, because whenever you watch the Tony Emmy speech, Sarah is wearing the mustache, (laughs) and she's just like staring straight at the camera with a mustache on. Icons only. Um, Yeah, are we done with this movie or what? I think that we're done with the movie. (laughs) It was so boring. It wasn't. It wasn't that boring. I. I did. It was an hour and fifty six minutes. No, it was an hour and forty six minutes because the credits oh. are ten minutes. Don't worry, I was looking at that the whole time. They needed time to install those consultants. Yeah, I definitely would probably recommend it. No. As a space movie to someone, yeah. No, I would never. If someone said, years. "Hey, you want to watch a space movie?" I'd I be think like, watch I, Stowaway. We really need to do the conservatorship for Tony Collette's <gasps> filmography. Oh, you mean for her agent? Yeah, she's not making good choices. Well, we'll see. Stowaway, Dream Horse is gone. Dream Horse is gonna suck. It's gonna suck. It's gonna be so bad. But she's also gonna be in that new Guillermo del Toro movie. Yes. That. Um, and she's also in the Staircase miniseries mm-hmm. with Rosemary DeWitt. Woo! Thank God. And she's... Uh, I think we should direct a Tony movie. I think we should write her a script, mm-hmm. cast, um, also cast like some of her favorite like all-stars. Yes. Rosemary, Rachel Griffiths. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig. <laughs> And then it can be, what would what would be your ideal role for her be? I really want her to return to Broadway, to be honest. Even though In the, I'm the firmly, Stowaway. <laughs> I'm very anti musical theater these days. But no, you're not. Even though no, I was just listening to Book of Mormon <laughs> on the train. 
I did sign up for an email list to be notified when Book of Mormon tickets go back on You sale. are not anti-musical theater. I That's there's just no the roles. brand you're trying to tap into because of your comedian status. That's true. I think that it's also it's also rooted in self-loathing for my past self who loved musical theater. Loathing? I know. Wow. But Adina, like you would have not have agreed to do this Adina series if if I didn't want to re-listen to Rent and Wicked. Yeah, because you, you it's in your bones. It is. But that's I agree with you. Like here's the thing. I have resentment not resentment. I have um awareness and I have friction with my past self about musical theater as well. Yeah. Um I have friction with myself over the fact that I don't know what's going on on Broadway. Ooh, Tony Collette should have done Brownface and played Anita in the West Side Story mm, remake. That would have been good. That would have been great. And like she's like <laughs> she's like 40 years too old. Yeah. Not that old. She's like 30 years old. Um, I, yes, uh, musical Broadway is coming back. Yeah. I, I just saw today that that they're opening. Wicked and the Lion King. And Hamilton. And Hamilton. Uh, first, I kind of want to go like to one of those. Not Hamilton. I would see Wicked. I'm going to go to the Lion King probably. Oh. I saw Lion King like last year. Why did, how come you saw all these Broadway musicals last year? I don't know. <laughs> like you're just like, I'm going to Wicked. I hate musicals, but I see them. You all the don't time. hate musicals. I'm really. Oh, I'm like Brian Ryan. Shut I'm up. I'm like no Patrick Harris on Glee. Oh I'm a closet God. musical theater addict. I have a stack of playbills hidden away. I am going to go home and watch the fuck out of Glee, though. To be honest. For next week. No, just in general. Oh. Just after this, I'm going to go home and pop on some Glee. Mm. Yeah. When are we gonna release this? Are we gonna release it before, like where, w- when we recorded it? I'll probably, gonna... I'll probably like. I think that now that this isn't a Zoom episode, because mm-hmm. with the Zoom episodes, I kind of have to pay more attention to the editing because I have to cut out, yeah. like pauses <laughs> between uh, people saying things because of the delays. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this, I think that I'm going to half-heartedly edit during work tomorrow and then yeah. upload. This oh, is a great thing to discuss on the podcast. Yeah. God, so Jake. It's, it's meta. Jake, your favorite thing that we have watched so far for this <laughs> podcast has been Tony Collette's debut album, Beautiful Awkward Pictures. Is Stowaway <laughs> better than Beautiful Awkward Pictures? Bop. Uh, B-A-P. Um, actually, I thought about this a lot during the my watch of the film today. Um, and I'm going to say that it is. What? <laughs> No, I honestly prefer Beautiful Awkward Pictures to this. Because at least Beautiful Awkward Pictures, like, it it was a swing and a miss, but at least it swung. And I don't think Stowaway even swung. Yeah, but Tony's, Tony was so good in Stowaway. That's true. Okay, but you're right. I, a Beautiful Awkward Pictures stays, stays <laughs> the winner. It has to. But Dream Horse is coming Dream this Horse month, right? You serve that. Month. Yeah. Okay, so here on the Tony Awards, we <sighs> give three awards to each and everything we watch. The first of which is best prop. So, Jake, what was your best prop? The only one I could think of was the, actually the worst prop, but because it's Tony's weird cast, because <sighs> I have tripophobia. Oh. And there were just so many holes on that. I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, it looked like. It was just gauze. No, it was. I like, mean, it looked like. A... It was like gauzy, weird, like, um, it looked like coral. 
mm-hmm. like, and they trapped. Also, how did her arm get fucked up? I have no idea. Because he fell on her? I thought there was no gravity. Oh, no, I guess there is a little bit of gravity because they're walking <laughs> they're around. They're walking around. Why were they walking around? I think that's fake. I want to know. Oh, they think, should have been floating the whole time. I think genuinely from the, like, I hated this movie. I liked it a lot. My Almost best, more than beautiful, awkward pictures. My best prop was Anna Kendrick's suicide pen. Uh, what was your best Tony moment? Uh, I think it was like we already mentioned it a little bit, but when she's breaking on the phone with the people that was is that yours too. okay i'll do a different one uh mine was probably the beginning when she first like they're in space like she's so serious and you're like oh my god like anna kendrick is doing the wide-eyed things you know like kim is throwing up and then um like when they're in space anna kendrick runs up to tony behind her and like oh my god that was amazing and tony like laughs and like i'm like yeah. oh she's gentle commander oh update yeah Max Spinelli has gotten back to us on blackface. Oh, okay. And he loves it. Oh, good. He's very pro-blackface. Oh, he's not a fan. Sam, oh, were you lying to our listeners? Yes. Saying that he liked it? Yes. Wow. Sorry. That's fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so your Tony moment was her Um, um, losing her composure. Yeah, losing her composure. I like like when she said, I am your mother. (laughs) Uh, the next award is a custom award. It can go to anything. So what was your custom award, Jake? Um, mine's because the biggest plot hole award that's plot relevant is why the fuck was he stapled into the, or bolted into the this the ship Yeah. when he was literally supposed to be at work? My custom award was best physical comedy, and it goes to Anna Kendrick and Daniel Day Kim shimmying up the tether like they're in gym class. Wow. It just looked so funny for how dire the stakes were. I literally can't even climb a rope on Earth. So Neither can I. I was very confused as to how they were able to. How did they how did people do that? It's climb- just another reason why we wouldn't be approved to go on the space mission. Well, like yeah, I don't even work out. Yeah. Yeah, why did you ever were you able to, ever able to climb a rope? No, never. Me I either. tried in gym class and I was like, I bet I'm going to be able to do this and then I failed completely. One time this is not a rope, but you know those like poles you slide down yes on playgrounds and stuff one time i like <laughs> i was like this is the like the beginning of my not being athletic whatsoever i was like four and i there was like this big kid play place and it was like a fake fire house or whatever and i like i guess i just thought that i could just get on it and just go straight down i didn't have to like prepare or anything i just did that and i hit my chin so hard on the pole, like slide, I like I think skidded on my chin down the whole thing, and the, ever since then I'm like I'm not doing anything athletic. Yeah, it's not for me. I don't have the common sense. When I was in first grade, my mom put me in little league soccer, and I remember sitting down on the field and picking dandelions with this one other girl. And my mom tells me that during other games, I would sit on the sidelines and read aloud from whatever book I was reading to the rest of the kids who didn't oh, want to participate. Oh, legend. Yeah, I did that too. Did I tell you my soccer story? No. I was like five and I was playing soccer and I was about to make a goal. And then my body just kind of stopped working. And I just <laughs> like turned around and sat on the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and that I didn't make the goal, and then I never, yeah. 
Good. I kept on trying sports when I was a kid, or rather my parents wanted me to try sports. I remember dropping out of basketball after a couple of weeks and telling my dad on the phone that it was making me sweat and that I didn't like to sweat. And he was like, sweating's good for you. And I said, well, it makes me feel bad. I was on a co-ed basketball team in like first grade and all the girls were mean to me. That's very progressive. Yeah. Okay. We've reached the end of our <laughs> podcast. Thank you for sticking with us, listeners. Hail Paymon. Hail Paymon. And uh, do you have anything to plug? No. Do you have anything to plug? <laughs> nope. <The> Tony Awards. <laughs> Tony Awards. Bye. Bye.